Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new and very special episode of the Five Heart Podcast. My name is Greg Mahochko. Joining me as always, he is our founder. He is our fearless leader. He is the man whom God rejected and sent back, John Damn Johnston. Hi, John. Well, that's my cue to say something. Every- I thought you were going to say, how you doing, John? For God's sake, Sid. Every week we I'm go not, through I'm this, John. great. Thanks for asking. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. I, I can't wait uh, for you to be here mentally as well. You know, one of the most unique uh, insults I've ever heard in my life came from my brother-in-law, who once looked at me and said, John, you could fuck up a steel ball. <laughs> and, you know, you think about that for a minute, right? It, it sounds innocuous, but if you think about it for a minute, it's really hard to fuck up a steel ball. I watch. I could f- do I watch Forged in Fire, so I know that sometimes those contestants have to take a ball of solid steel and work it, you know, through fire and hammers, and they have to uh, turn that into a fully functioning blade, and uh, it takes a lot of effort, and I feel like your brother's not wrong when he says that you could look at a steel ball and mess it up. It's a skill. Let's uh, still honed generations of hard work. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say centuries of old age. Um, let, let's uh, introduce the the rest of uh, the crew, at least the ones that we have so far. He's he's been a, a show regular as of late. Todd Wolverton, welcome back, Todd. Yeah, how you guys doing tonight? Doing great. I'm drinking beer. We're partying. There you go. Like it's 2019 tonight. Also joining uh, the show is uh, host of the Of Bangarangs and Daggers podcast right here on Coronation Radio, Mr. Kevin Knight, all the way from our nation's capital. Hello, Kevin. Hello, everybody. It's always great to be tuning in from the superior time zone on the East Coast. False. No, we're not going to start this shit. All right, Kevin. (laughs) There's only one preferred time zone, and it's God's time zone, the central, damn it. Well, I mean, I'm a Michigander, and I moved to D.C. after college, so I've only ever lived in one time zone, and I only ever know one time zone. Although, obviously, I've visited Nebraska, I've visited the mountain time zone, I've visited uh, Pacific, and whatever time zone Hawaii is, definitely prefer Eastern, personally. But it's a personal preference, and, you know, everybody has their own taste. So, Begs a good question. What time zone is Hawaii? <laughs> uh, it's a really nice place to what? visit. Uh, let's see what what time zone is Hawaii. Well, while Kevin looks that up, Aleutian uh, Standard Time. Aleutian Standard Time. Okay, Aleutian. There is no rhetorical yep. questions on the Five Heart Podcast, John. You're old enough. You've been around long enough to know. I I want answers to my questions. Damn it. Okay, moving. Do you on. know what the Aleutians are? Or yeah, island. islands. I'm a geography nerd. Are you okay? What's what's uh, what's uh, a thing about the Aleutian Islands? Well, they're the island chain off of Alaska, and it's also the home of the last uh, airbender uh, war front in United States territory, actually, for a formal war. Right so, Just getting when the too. Japanese invaded them, World War II. Yeah. And the final member of uh, this week's panel so far coming to us from the great sunshine state Aquilo, our resident recruiting expert that's where the, the mind failed me Aquilo, what's going on young man now oh, i don't know why we, we, we can't hear you sounds like you are in another country what happened where's your microphone he, he didn't finish dismembering the body enough. 
Well, you say that because Dexter is coming back to Showtime. Uh, can you hear me better now? Much better. All right. So, five gentlemen, four and a half Husker fans, because somebody's a Michigander. Who, who, by the way, we have to say he's a huge fan of the Michigan Wolverines. All right, that's it. I'm out. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> yeah, have a great night. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you've never been insulted quite as much as that. We are like uh, we're we're like uh, what ten days away from Husker football? Nine days? Nine days? Eight days by the time they hear this on Friday morning. October sixteenth, it's gonna be a good day. This is this is the this is our very special end of the off season special. This is where everything culminates. Next week we completely focus on Ohio State. This week we just relax, pour some drinks, even if that is a non-alcoholic Pepsi for a certain somebody who shall remain nameless. And uh, which is funny because I don't I don't even think Pepsi's the official uh, soft drink of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So somebody's really dropping the ball there. No, it is. It is. I thought it was Coke. No, I've seen coaches with like Pepsi and like Sierra Mist on, on during interviews. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, typically uh, have Coke or Pepsi campuses, and either you know, if you're on a Pepsi campus, there's no Coke. Actually, you know what's Coke, crazy? There's you know no what's Pepsi. Crazy? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, my memory is so good. I remember when Tony Toyota did his, did his introductory inter- interview. He was standing in front of, in front of a Pepsi machine. It's like uh, Nike schools, Adidas schools, Pepsi schools, uh, Coke yeah. schools. It's uh, yeah. they they the the corporations. That's all they do. They stake their claim for us. I was watching. I was watching the scariest movie I've seen in a long time last night. The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Mind blown. Um, everybody should delete all their social media accounts right now. <laughs> Because all they're doing is uh, they're they're just we are the product, man, and uh, and we're being sold. We're being sold to the corporations. Thank. Well, if we're if we're at the end of the off season, I'm not sure that the signs for next week are headed in a positive direction. With no, they're not. <laughs> um, geez, with Saban, you know, coming down, their AD coming down, more teams that are. Canceling games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two two SEC games were canceled. Uh, Vanderbilt and Missouri, I believe, as well as Florida and whoever they were slated to play. Um, LSU, Florida. Thank you. LSU, Tigers. And uh, Tigers. I think they canceled that game so Bolini could get his shit together and actually have a defense that might stop somebody for less than 600 yards. But actually, their starting quarterback, Miles Brennan, is injured as well. How convenient. It's like Wasn't a, Florida the one with all the positive tests, though? Like 21, yeah. 21 players? Yeah. Positive? And, and 21 and, players, two assistant coaches for the Florida Gators. And wasn't it their head coach or, or AD or somebody who's saying we wanted 90,000 people in the swamp <laughs> like the day before? It was, uh, it was Dan Mullen. Yeah. Now, it, it's funny that, you know, we, we make the joke about uh, – LSU's Florida, not not joking that he's hurt, but you know a, a possible correlation. But meanwhile, in the NFL, the uh, the league postponed a Patriots game because Cam Newton, you know, had had the sniffles or something, and the, rather than forcing a delay like they did the Steelers Titans game uh, to a bye week, they said, "Oh well, we'll just let's play it on Tuesday or some bullshit like that." So obviously, even Tom Brady's still not there, and and the Patriots are still gaining uh, unfair advantages. I'm just we on have, an island uh, tonight. Damn, I am on an island. No support. You are. We have a surprise guest joining us. Oh, God. Oh, God is right. He's uh, some <laughs> snippy asshole. Oh, shit. Is this, is this the one, John? Yeah, it's, it's the, the one. one. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> what are these backgrounds? The, the rotten son himself. Joining us is uh, my rotten son, Isaiah Johnston, the 
guy with a background that uh, has a golden gopher sign on his wall. Actually, you could push that up. You could show him that photo I took of uh, you guys beating Penn State is in the background. That's uh, right here. There you go. See how nice I am, how benevolent a father I am. I get my son a photo of his team crushing the disappointment for Penn State last season. It, Otherwise, the kid's been nothing but a pain in my ass. Is that uh, is that in your house, John, or is that a dorm room? This uh, is his, his dorm house. room upstairs. Wow. And you allow that in your home. <laughs> well, welcome. It, it, it really is an honor. Control 20 years ago. <laughs> it really is an honor to have you on the show, Isaiah. We've I, I've for a long time been been wanting to uh, bring somebody from your house onto the show uh, for a, a deeper look in, into the inner workings of your father, whom we have for years <laughs> uh, claimed is actually seven hundred years old. Um, everything he's probably said about himself is probably half true. Uh, the rest is bullshit. <laughs> that's fair uh what was it like growing up in, in the johnston household with a cranky old man uh, a lot of screaming um <laughs> half of not even not even about nebraska just about completely random crap uh lately it's been a uh, joe biden commercials <laughs> I do not yell at all of the Joe Biden. Yes, you do. You've only stopped because I pointed it out. I've yelled at the other commercials. No. You yell at like... (laughs) You yell at like maybe like Verizon or some shit. What about that one with the the phone commercials that feature Pitbull? What? The, like boost mobile <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. You don't yell at them. You just kind of acknowledge them. You know, I do have a question for the rest, of y'all. If you had, if you like, had a family member on a podcast and everything, would they lie on your behalf to make you sound like a better person or not? Nope, Kevin. Uh, well. I asked him honest questions about his life experience. If you're referring to me, who did interview somebody on the bang rings and daggers. Um, never actually brought myself up on that one. Um, I don't know. I, I hope he would have lied about things that I did as a child. Um, that I, I, when we would visit them in Florida, that, that's for sure. Um, I, I don't know. Anybody else got this one? I, <laughs> my, my, my family members would hang me out to dry. There would be no mercy. My family members would make up shit to make me sound worse than I am. <laughs> Akilo? Uh, my, fa- my, my mom would probably try to make me sound good, but everybody else would probably like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like try, try to me. Okay, my so mom would too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I did have my husband on um, one or two episodes last spring when I needed somebody to record bangs and dags. Um, he definitely, I think, threw out one or two teasing comments, but uh, nothing too bad, I don't think. So there's no, there's no salvation. I'm nervous here. to listen. I, Isaiah, I got to ask, what, at least to us, to the Five Heart Podcast and, and our listeners, your dad has been sober since April or May. First of all, if, if you can tell me, is that actually true? And... Um, I was going to say, and what's the biggest difference between, I don't want to say normal John versus sober or, you know, like pre and and post uh, revelation that, you know, alcohol strips him of his joy. Um, Are we on the Jerry fucking Springer show or what are we doing here? uh, Yeah. For the most part, I'd say... uh, I'm pretty sure he's been sober. Some days he just kind of acts like a whack job. <laughs> uh, but the only difference is that when he's drunk at the end of the day, usually usually Saturday, he's just like sad. And he'll try to like talk deep to you and say like just really 
generic blanket statements that aren't even like that that generate no feeling whatsoever. And it's like, all right, John. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he acts pretty much the same. Isaiah, my experiences with him is when he's really drunk, he's really philosophical. Would you? Yeah, he tries. Yeah, he he tries to be. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna ask him football questions. You said. (laughs) All right, last Isaiah. Last question about your dad. Does he ever actually take off that robe? Uh. Uh, when he goes to work and that's it, he puts it back on like within five minutes when he gets home. Okay. All right. So, football. Uh, There's a pandemic on. I could wear a robe all the time if I leave. You did it without it, too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, Pulled no punches. I can't wait for my son to be the exact same way. <laughs> Uh, so Nebraska opens up against Ohio State. Uh, either one of you, uh, Minnesota residents, can tell me who Minnesota opens up with in Week One. I don't have that. Michigan Wolverines, oh, or the person who hates that other team from Michigan. Um, who has? I think we're going to see a very split crowd on this. Who has the better chance of winning? Minnesota or Ohio or uh, Nebraska? Kevin, we'll start with you, just because I I I, <laughs> I, I want to know where. I mean, I know where your heart is on this, but I want to know where where uh, where your brain is at. Brutal honesty answer: Minnesota. I mean, that's, wow. that, is that a serious question? <laughs> it, it was. It <laughs> was. I, I mean, I'm just being brutally honest. I, I really thought that you had enough hatred for Michigan that you'd even you know, like, like. No, Michigan must lose. In Nebraska, must win. Well, yeah, I mean, of course they're going to lose. Was that sorry? Did I misunderstand the question? Who's no, I think I, I think I phrased it wrong. Michigan I, or I, Nebraska? I, I phrased it wrong. You're right. I'm wrong. Carry okay. on. I haven't had that much Michigan to drink yet. Actually, a, a two point dog <laughs> in that game. So, what's the line with Ohio State? I haven't paid attention. Was it twenty-one and a half or something? Nebraska twenty-one is, and a half. Yeah. Is, it, Nebraska is favored by negative twenty-one points. <laughs> At this point, I'll I'll take Nebraska to uh, beat the spread. Did you know that Michigan's led by the next Cam Newton? That that's the word on the street. That's the October Heisman right there. Since we don't have a September season now, now it's the October Heisman. Next, Cam Newton. Well, did he steal laptops? <laughs> What's that? Did did he steal? Isn't that what Cam Newton got kicked out of uh, Florida for for stealing laptops? Uh, I thought he went to Auburn, and his dad ended up getting a church, um, like a brand new church built for him by a donor. Didn't Auburn get sanctioned over that even? Well, he started out. He started out at Florida, though. Yeah, so I thought he started at a D one program and then had, uh, you know, some misdeed. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then his laptops, and then I guess he ended up at Auburn after somebody bought his dad a new church. Yeah, well, you know, hallelujah. He should be doing better at this whole uh, paying players thing. I, you know. they need to either legalize it or we need to start cheating. Name, image, likeness. Uh, it, did it, what was it, a couple of weeks back, didn't Wandale Robinson drop a, a music video or something? I thought I that... I think he came out with a theme song. Oh, a theme song, okay. I guess when he joins the WWE, that'll come in handy. Or if he, so, or if he um, switches to the, baseball and, uh, you know, has, has the uh, walking to the plate music. But I don't really think theme music works in football too well. The um, NIL stuff, though, as if we don't need something that's going to make it even more complicated and likely to lead to more issues and sanctions. Um, the school is not allowed to promote or help establish any deals signed under NIL under the regulations approved by the P1 Council yesterday. And because surely that's not going to lead to some backroom deal associated by the school and whatnot, that's going to end up getting somebody sanctioned or anything. 
And at the same time, the players can't seek representation, right? So anything that they do, they have to do on their own. If if I'm understanding that right, Kevin? Uh, I didn't see anything on that specific issue. The only thing that I know is they aren't allowed to promote banned substances or uh, things like gambling. Basically, mm-hmm. anything that's against NCAA rules. So. Gotcha. Um, but as far as like them being able to work with an agent or not, there is a third party who's supposed to keep track of their deals and report them. And they're also supposed to help facilitate training and other things of that nature. I think maybe helping negotiate contracts might be one of them. If they're supposed to not help negotiate getting into contract negotiations to begin with, um, I'm, I'm not really sure. But uh, that, I believe, was one factor of a third party um, helping with that. Kevin, would that be that, like, in Nebraska, it's that company that, I, I can't remember the names, uh, Blake Lawrence, maybe, and Adi Kunalik, or whoever? Um, I, I'm not sure what uh, role that would factor. I mean, obviously, this is the NCAA rule taking effect, that if it's approved at convention, it was approved by the D1 Council, Oversight Council, rather, yesterday. It goes to convention in January um, I'm not sure necessarily how that would impact, but obviously state laws and a highly unlikely um, national law that would be passed between now and then would obviously supersede it to some degree. So I'm not entirely sure. Jim? That company is open doors. Okay. I have uh, selective memory, forgetting, whatever. <laughs> it's called old age. Oh, is what are the question marks with Nebraska right now? This you know far out in terms of the health of players, et cetera. The you know everybody's tiptoeing around the Omar Manning situation. Um, are there any other any other is there any other gossip about injuries and that kind of thing? No, there was a press conference today, and, and uh, the biggest thing that came out of the press conference was Kane Warder's mustache, which was the most glorious mustache that we've seen since Ross Duras in his kind of a twisty handlebar-type mustache. And his yeah, famous but- father, Kurt Warner, uh, tweeted at him that uh, he was embarrassing the family and that his mother wished he'd shave it off. And... Uh, Everybody went after Kurt Warner on Twitter for tweeting that because everybody thinks Cade Warner's mustache is glorious. Even Isaiah thinks it's great. Didn't say that. <laughs> but he also, thinks it's the greatest mustache he's seen in a long time. Compared it to Wyatt Earp, the gunslinger. Who the hell is that? Oh my God. You need to. Wow. John... One, of your, one of your dad's old friends. They used to hang together down in Arizona. <laughs> Uh, it, you never saw Tombstone? I was going to say Tombstone. Come on now. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> John, I, I'll tell I, you what, that was a wasted trip driving to Tombstone thinking you were actually going to see something that resembled the OK Corral. Holy crap. Well, it is just the corral. Well, you wouldn't know. It, They've got it all closed in. And it's not that OK. Do they? Yeah. I've been to Tombstone a few times. I have a story about that, but let's let's stay let's stick with football for a while. Uh, I was trying to move you there, John. Are you moving to Arizona to a so retirement the, facility? The other news, the other news I thought was interesting is that uh, Texas, you know, last week got beat by Oklahoma, and Sam Ellinger was the only player out there with the horns up singing their fight song, "The Eyes of Texas." And he was the only player out there singing that because uh, there's been some racial background brought out about their fight song. And a lot of the student athletes don't want to have it anymore as their fight song. If you remember any of you guys that ever attended any event where Texas played Nebraska, mm-hmm. you know that at the end of whatever event it was that all of the Texas players normally did not shake hands with the other team, i.e. baseball. But they would gather like in the outfield and put their horns up and sing the eyes of Texas. Uh, 
They have been informed, their football team, on a report I saw today on Twitter, by their athletic director and their head football coach, Tom Herman, that all of their players will be expected to stand and sing the eyes of Texas because, uh, you know, Texas's football team doesn't have enough problems as it is. And now they're just going to, you know, I don't, I don't know why you'd do that right now. I, unless somebody who had like $500 million to give to every player that's on your football team, uh, why you would want to create that in your locker room right now. So, and Texas looks like they have all sorts of issues in the first place. I think that's real interesting too, because isn't, uh, isn't this the weekend they're going to dedicate the field to Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams? I think they're having that ceremony. What you can do, she would think, would just make it a even a little bit more of a combustible situation. Yeah, I, re- I recall hearing something about how they were they were doing some type of dedication to those two players with statues uh, involved as well. I don't know if it was the field. I don't know where the statues would be located. Um, I think honestly, if you're going to put a couple of you know legendary Longhorn statues uh, anywhere, put them right at the uh, opposing 45 yard lines, just staring at each other. <laughs> I would probably put them on the field because maybe there's a good chance they would knock somebody down on the opposing team, which is something Texas's defense hasn't been doing a very good job. <laughs> Isaiah and I have spent some time watching college football together, and uh, we've discovered that there's no defense anywhere. Nobody plays defense ever. He's pretty familiar with that from the last couple games against Minnesota, right? <laughs> it's your oh, jam. I, I set that up so well for him. It, it was a great burn on you, John. I'm I'm sorry. It, somebody had just to say let it, it go. Might as well be me. Let's uh let's shift gears and let's uh spend a little a little time uh talking with Aquilo about Nebraska's recruiting, which is tough to do in a pandemic because it's difficult to get you know players on, on to campus into the state uh, without you know a 14 day quarantine before and after. Uh, Aquilo, what? What can you tell us? Who's been? That's right, shotgun that Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> who who are some of the names? What what have you been hearing uh, from the recruiting trail about? You know some some of the athletes that uh, uh, you know the coaching staff's been talking to. Okay, well first things first. Um, first things first. Well, I want to say thanks for having me on again. Uh, I've really spoken this podcast with me. Uh, uh, second, um, kids you kids you've been talking to. Um, there's a, there's a kid from Las Vegas, Desert Times High School. His name is, um, forgive, I hope he gives me for butchering his name. His name is Tiawali Savia. Um, he's Polynesian heritage, um, defensive lineman. Um, he was down, but he was down between us and USC. He's four star. He's down between us and USC. Um, apparently he, 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 sh- he shut down his recruitment. Um, he said he's going to announce at the Polynesian Bowl in January. Hmm. Um, we've got, and we got like, like five crystal balls in Nebraska. But I got that. That'd be a great W for 2022 Yogi and company. Um, besides that, um, recruit, the recruiting, <clears throat> the recruiting class is pretty much full for the most part, actually. Um, all, the only goals really is that defensive, defensive linemen. We have no kids committed, committed there currently. Um, besides the Savea kid that I mentioned, he, he's, he's supposed to be a silent commit. Um, and we, we may take one one more linebacker. Um, you're talking to um, the Wendon Ho Holy kid from Hawaii. Um, he's down. He's a four-star kid, number one player in Hawaii. Uh, we've been pushing for him for months. Um, he's been talking to us, Washington, USC, Utah, um, Virginia. You know, um, there's a timetable on when he'll commit. Um, and if you can get him, um, we've been talking to a couple other kids. Um, there's a kid from there's a kid from down my way. Well, not close to me, but he's in South Florida. And his name is um Deshaun Allen. He's from Port St. Lucie, Florida. He goes to um, Port St. Lucie, Port St. Lucie Centennial High School. Um, he's a he he he's also some some sites have him as four star, some some sites have him as three star. Um, he's a really good he's a really good player. He's explosive. Lord knows the He's a lot of speed and athleticism at linebacker. Um, and yeah, I, 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 
honestly, I think he's I, I think he's um he's a plan B if Wyndon Hall really um comes to Nebraska. Um yeah. Um besides linebacker and defensive lineman, defensive lineman, I'm pretty much pretty much pretty much full. Oh, we don't we don't have any defensive linemen. No, we don't have we don't have one, not a single soul. Okay, we 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 have forty three tight ends in this class. But no. <laughs> I I want to ask I, I want to ask a, a question from the Department of Obviousness, which is not real. But how important is it that you have? An assistant coach uh, like uh, Tony Tuioti, assuming I pronounced that right, um, or you know, in in 2020, when you know, like diversity is a buzzword. You know, how important is it that you have a pretty, you know, across the board representation on the coaching staff to be able to recruit? kids from you know i don't know if all walks of life but you know like all you know regional areas in, including you know like a, a someone of uh, you know polynesian descent uh, you know who's or or you know I, I just how important is it to have you know, I don't, again representation is or diversity are, are the words that come to mind i don't know if they're the most appropriate words but just you know when when they have you know contact points in in their uh uh, you know, in, in, I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, diversity matters, first of all, because, you know, Nebraska, we recruit, we recruit a lot of multi- multicultural kids. We recruit a lot of black kids, white kids. With Coach Community coming on, we've had to recruit a lot of Samoan kids, Polynesian kids as well. Um, but at the same time, you know, you want to also have a multicultural staff, a diverse staff, that can actually recruit. Because... I'm, I'm from Miami. I, I watch. I, I keep up with the Miami Hurricanes a lot. Um, the Hurricanes. They have multicultural staff. So they have like a lot of. They have some Hispanic guys on staff. They have some white guys on staff. They have some black guys on staff. And they're 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 they're, they're kind of struggling right now. You know. So um, you obviously that matters. Um, Coach Toyoti, as far as his importance. Um, like I said, he's even even opening up the the fix moments pipeline for us. Um, last class, we we were we we went on um, small and heavy recruiting the D line. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we got anyone playing from from there. They all, I guess, they, they have they have an affinity to stay close to home. Pac-12 mainly. Um, so we got we got, we got um, Marquise back from Georgia. We got some JUCO guys at D line last class. On um, this class, there's more of we're doing more of the same. Um, more small guys. But yeah, um, diversity there. I want to um just drop a name. Of a, of a famous Samoan who played a little football. Unfortunately, was at Miami. Um, but, uh, Dwayne Johnson. And, uh, you know, he went on to, to make a name for himself. I'm just saying that there's no reason that, uh, you know, we couldn't get some more, uh, Samoans to Lincoln instead of going to, you know, Pacific. I, I understand, you know, there's, there's, you know, the, the, uh, I don't know if obligation is the right word, but you know, there's the uh, the desire to you know be closer to family, to you know be close enough where that family's not you know. If you think of American Samoa versus like State College or you know Rutgers, things like that, there's quite a chunk of you know time difference. Sometimes it makes more sense to stay in the, in the Pac-12, but I just think Lincoln's the way for all of them to go. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we currently have 18 defensive linemen listed on the roster. Mm-hmm. Of those, only one is a senior, which is uh, Ben Stilley. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm guessing if I count the wide receivers, there's going to be like 60 of them. Seems like a third of our 155-man roster is made up of uh, wide receivers, and only one of two of them are back from last year. <laughs> Or have any, you know, catch it, you know, saw any action last year. So, um, I, I have a, a topic, a question that I want to pose to all of you, uh, uh, gentlemen, but I want to save that towards later in the show. However, as I look at, uh, things, we're already past the midway point. What else do we got in, in this, our final off season conversation, John? Uh, 
<laughs> uh, apparently, I got in trouble today uh, online because between the pig, the pig ten, the big ten sites, we did this collaborative question and answer thing about uh, our football teams, and they were standard answers given to every Big Ten team, and I answered the questions for Corn Nation and for Nebraska, and they were posted on the Daily Gopher site today. And uh, there are people there think I'm insane. Isaiah, would you like to comment? You are insane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want insane, I have a great personal example from today of somebody actually insane in real life. But you are not that person, John. We'll we'll get to that one. There was a little bit of excitement in Kevin's neighborhood. But, uh, John, tell us about what you experienced today. Uh, And and it, it it was a gem Worthy of only John Johnston. Well, here I there's so much talk all the time about athletes and athletes and athletes, and I get it that you need athletes to play football and all this stuff. But Nebraska's problem the last two seasons hasn't been the athletes. We talk about the athletes a lot, and that they do need to upgrade them and they need to get better. But when you, for example, in Scott Frost's first season, go zero and six to start your career at Nebraska. That's not a matter of athleticism. It's a matter of will. So uh, it's a matter of having everybody go in the right direction and everybody moving in the same direction, you know. What did you say when we were eating dinner tonight, uh, Isaiah, that uh, Scott Frost needs? I A catchphrase? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, row the boat. <laughs> yeah. Like some cheesy fucking thing like row the boat. But now if you think about it, rowing the boat, everybody's going in the same direction and working together to move the boat, right? It makes sense. So when I wrote up this stuff about Nebraska, what I did was I basically said Nebraska is going to win a lot of games because we have more will than other teams. And uh, I, I'm, that's not a stretch for me because I think Nebraska wants to play football. I think all of them pretty much want to play football. We haven't seen a lot of people – you know, we haven't seen people sit out. We saw J.D. Spielman transfer, uh, but we have brought in a lot of other people that are that, uh, part of this class or walk-ons or things like that. 83 kickers we have now, or <laughs> last year we didn't have any. And uh, they, I think the Daily Gopher site uh, kind of took that as uh, me thinking that Will was enough, that uh, I was a crazy person. I think I don't know. I think John, in your opinion, and this is not—I'm just trying to come up with a metaphor to put it in in a sense that my people can understand. We are, in your eyes, Nebraska is the Captain America of the Big Ten. We'll just keep getting punched, and we'll just stumble up, be like, "I can do this all day," and we have that unquenchable fire, that unbeatable will. Your son's looking at me so like I'm another, insane. There's another shot for you, Isaiah. That Come sounds on. that sounds like some Dallas Cowboy fans would say. Uh, <laughs> hold on, sir. Hold on. I'm a Steelers fan. Damn it. Are, are you? Well, you're not a Packers fan like your dad, are you? I I guess not. I don't really. I don't know. John never imprinted an NFL team on me. Apparently, he didn't do a good job of imprinting oh, yeah, a college obviously team. Obviously, didn't imprint a college team. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. He, he tried. The problem was is that he'd always be like, he'd always go into like a big game telling me that we're gonna win because the other team like oh this year they're not that good. Uh, the my my biggest memory of Nebraska oh, football is the Big Ten championship when we played Wisconsin. I remember John's exact words are like, oh, Wisconsin's not that good this year. We already beat them. We're going to win. And the, like, the first play is a Wisconsin touchdown. I'm like, all right. Thanks for raising me to love this team, John. <laughs> it, it, I mean, look, that's the, it, game. that's the game you bring up. That's the game that's. Oh, I, I got another game too. The other game oh, that I remember is Big 12 championship when there's uh, one second left on the clock. Texas wins. I uh, got screwed in that game. You did, but like I, Isaiah, I feel like maybe you were born. Memories. I think maybe you were born ten years too late. 
Maybe. <laughs> you could you could have gone to Nebraska instead of Minnesota, and, but uh, we we the, wish the you well. Is, How do we get rid the of the thing? Is no. is that in like two years in Minnesota, I got more more big games. I got to you know I got to storm a field before I ever got to like see Nebraska win the big <laughs> game. You know, this is so sad because it's true. Yeah, this is what I live with you. <laughs> all right, let's see here. We sit down and watch football together, and he brings this shit up all the time. And it, no, it, see this great? I didn't have gray hair until Isaiah came along. I can't. I can't <laughs> mute him or kick him out of the conversation, John. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Isaiah. Ah, I can tell you care. <laughs> These wrinkles in my forehead. Him. All right, so since we're back on on John being a great father, what what the hell? That was actually look. We joke, but I mean, I, I haven't heard anything different that you're that you're otherwise. But since I'm I'm a dad of one Isaiah and two more on the way this spring. Any like advice from a, the child's perspective of you know ways that I can. Not, you know, have a son who goes to Minnesota. Oh, how to not get a Minnesota son? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I live I live in Illinois, so I think it'd be less, di- you know, more difficult anyway. But you know how? Oh, okay. You know, I guess don't hype them up too much. <laughs> like, like, don't tell your kids they're gonna beat Ohio State. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, if we win, lose by 20, it'll be good. Don't build them up too much, but build them up enough. So they're like, all right, I'll at least visit and consider it. <laughs> Reasonable expectations, okay. Anything else? Uh, I didn't know Mike Riley was going to suck ass <laughs> as much as he did and destroy the fucking program. <laughs> I didn't know he'd actually tell people, oh, you don't really have to lift weights to play football. <laughs> what kind it's of a fuckhead does that? It's not just Mike. It's Bo, too. And who's who's Bill Callahan? That guy sucked, too. Hey, he's not wrong. Bring, he's bringing out all the knives. Oh, wait, this is Greg, my you're life. expecting twins? Yeah. Congratulations. I'm a twin. Twin boys. So okay, yeah, I'm I'm fraternal. So uh, sister, you you got two arms. Any more than that, and it gets a little bit too difficult. That, that's my parents' advice. Okay, that's you know noted. And I, my, you know, my wife's got two arms as well. So you know, I plan on putting her to work too. So, <laughs> um, I was going to ask another question to Isaiah. I can't remember what it was now. So okay, reasonable expectations seems to be uh, seems to be the answer of the hour, uh, Kevin. Since you're rocking the uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena background, what's going on in the world of Nebraska ball that you can share with us before we get to my final question for the for the group? Okay, if anybody else calls it a MTE or multi team event, I'm going to reach through Twitter and metaphorically punch them in the face. Just call it a freaking tournament. Why all of a sudden do we have to use the official NCAA phrase this season? It's literally always been technically an MTE referred to as a tournament. Sorry. That, that point aside, um, the Golden Window Tournament, which clearly was not run through a focus group before getting the name, um, is now up to 11 teams. Uh, in addition to obviously Nebraska, uh, also attending as of now is LSU, Oklahoma State, Northern Iowa, Cleveland State, Illinois State, Western Kentucky, Nevada, USF, Colorado State, and St. Louis. Um, so the, uh, interesting thing is they're aiming for 16 teams. Anybody who knows anything about math, and I'm not even a math major and I know this, you can't have a three-team tournament, or rather, three-game tournament, I mean, with 16 teams. It's mathematically impossible. Um, so uh, the interesting thing is they're extending it past that and clearly just going to do some type of 
set matches afterwards over the course of eight total days. It's kind of interesting what exactly they're going to do. I have no idea at this point. Um, but anybody who pretends like it's going to officially be a tournament, really you're only allowed to be in a three-game tournament under NCAA rules. So, frankly, nobody has any idea what's going on because it's also still up in the air based on Big Ten permission, which is not out of the ordinary. It's not anybody targeting Nebraska or anybody else unofficially. Iowa has the same thing. Illinois has the same thing. Wisconsin has the same thing right now. And all the teams are waiting to find out if they can or cannot officially participate in non-conference events or games rather to begin with. Having said that, clearly they're going to because they're still planning the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and that's a top priority event as well. So, um, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say it's going to happen. Um, how many games it actually allows Nebraska to play non-con outside of this event and the ACC Big Ten Challenge, who knows? They should definitely try and play Creighton, in my opinion. Um, that's about all I got. We probably have at least three weeks to a month until we actually have a schedule out. So, Kevin, are they going to play that? You said they're spreading this over eight days. Are they just going to use Pinnacle and Devaney or are they going to consider playing in other arenas too? They should just need those two arenas um, with 16 teams. That's four games per arena. Um, I mean, there's, there's no reason why they can't hit yeah. both uh, brackets. Somebody, so said to speak. They, somebody said they were going to play in Pershing. Somebody asked if they could play in Pershing. Um, I don't think so. I think they've I don't, mostly ripped out stuff I, in there. From what I, heard, I don't but think. I yeah, no I think that. I think Pershing. Someone told me that they thought Pershing had been pretty much gutted. Probably. Then that'd be I'm, I'm perfect not sure. for a no fan event. Put up some baskets and <laughs> introduce <laughs> introduce people from outside Nebraska to Pershing Auditorium, something that was built back in 1830. It has no business still standing, and then the fucking people in Lincoln won't just tear it down. My God. There you go. What has Minnesota been doing with their basketball team during this offseason, just out of curiosity? You talking to me? Anybody. <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing. Nobody's heard from Rick Pitino. Is he on a milk carton somewhere? Does his team even exist anymore? Is he can he underachieve any more than he already has? I mean, he's it's a Minnesota team. Why are you surprised that we're all disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just curious if they would have fired him if the year would have been anything other than 2020 in terms of uh, the end of season conditions we found ourselves in. Um, Probably wouldn't have, but I mean, I feel like if they were remotely ambitious, they should have fired him and tried to find somebody else. His dad. Yeah, no kidding. God, no, 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 If they want to be sanctioned in three years and lose most of the wins that he got for them, sure. But I mean, come on, let's not have. It's um, all about the moment that you win, not three years later. I, I'm going to mute myself for this joke because I don't want it on the record. And sure as shit, he's talking to himself on mute. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to make that joke and and mute myself. I, I made that joke. It's not on the record here. It's on the record in his court case. So anybody oh, anybody okay. familiar with Patino knows that joke. But I'm not actually gonna make it myself. Well So is there is there any I, I look at a basketball program and I'm kind of excited the fact that Fred Hoyberg seems to be getting more and more talent brought into the state of Nebraska and it looks like we might actually have a coach who could build us into a team that wins an NCAA tourney game for the first time in their existence. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that has to, it's going to take a, at least a couple more years in which we don't have the entire team transfer away during the offseason. But, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I look at us and think we have more potential. And I, I pick on Minnesota because I have to live with one. But man, they really haven't, you know, they haven't climbed the ladder like they thought they were going to. Well, for anybody who really hates Iowa and hates seeing Iowa successful, 
this is both going to be a good season to avoid paying attention to them, but also laughing when they don't actually win a conference title because they're not going to do that. They're going to finish in the top four. They're not going to win a conference title unless all of a sudden overnight Brandon McCaffrey learned how to coach defense. They've already checked that box on this side of the river, Kevin. <laughs> Have they really? Yes. Oh, done deal. I, I got a great defensive coordinator for him named Bob Diaco. I'm sure he could do just as well on the hardwood as he did in Lincoln. <laughs> He's busy at Purdue. Uh, no, Iowa Iowa basketball fans are well. They're almost as bad as Iowa Hawkeye football fans, but they've they're already they're already writing their writing their ticket for the Big Ten championship. So. All right, one more th- piece of business, and then uh, we're, we're going to get out of here. Question for everybody, all of my uh, esteemed panelists for this, the 198th episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, I know that when I watch Husker football, Husker athletics, uh, my heart races a little bit. I get a little excited. Uh, and, you know, Isaiah, maybe it's the same for you with uh, Golden Gopher football, something like that. So my question is, what show kind of provides the opposite effect? You know, not, not you know, like one that makes you sad or, you know, one that's boring, but one that just is very mellow and calming. And for me, just uh, provide an example. I, I don't know why. I'm a sucker for it. But it's the great British baking competition on Netflix. That is nothing. Nothing is as as mellow and peaceful as a dozen uh, Brits baking and being exceptionally polite in a competition show. That you wouldn't find that type of attitude on this side of the pond. Uh, very calming, very relaxing. Aquilo, you got a show that you watch that just kind of keeps you mellow. Um, to be honest, you. Uh, not really. I'm I'm very like I'm very like high strung guy. I like to turn up all the time. <laughs> Maybe you should try the great British baking competition. <laughs> Kevin? Um actually my husband really loves the great British baking show. Um on that note. Uh I suppose Maybe like three years ago, I might have said like HGTV or something, but that's probably just a flaming homosexual in me coming out. <laughs> um, no, uh, I don't know, like West Wing, I guess, is that's more my lazy go-to show. Um, West act, Wing like a cliche. makes you calm down? <laughs> what John, the fuck? Like somebody lived... It's like if somebody's lived in Washington, D.C. for almost a decade and works in politics. Like, that's a... That's a calming show for me. I, I, it, it's a pretend fantasy land where politics isn't actually as disgusting of a lifestyle as it actually is. I don't know. Nice to live in fantasy land once in a while. That's fair. That's fair. Todd, what keeps you mellow? Well, I'm going to see if – can I share my screen? Nope, it's been disabled. All right. <laughs> only, <laughs> only John has that I power. Had, I had visual aids. Um, the show that probably chills me out is Dr. Jeff Rocky Mountain Vet. <laughs> it is, it is great. Now, John, if you'd allow me to share my screen, are you the host? Yeah. So you can let me share my screen. You don't have to. Oh. I mean, this is a very much audio for, uh, show. Yeah, but you'll get the you'll you'll understand why. I swear to God, if I'm going to see bull nuts, uh, we're just going to end this show right now. <laughs> I want to see no bull okay, nuts. Okay, you're Todd. the host. Todd. Share your screen. I could share. Okay. Right there is why I watch Doctor Jeff Rocky Mountain Vet. Yeah, but that nothing, gentleman, nothing, nothing shared. Okay. Um, can you see it now? Yeah, but if this affects the audio quality, I, I will throttle you. Oh my God! Is do we know that? Erase some of your tabs. Your yeah, I I'm going to get OCD. Normally, Todd, when you share your screen, you want to close out of all your porn before you 
Holy, <laughs> holy shit, cow. Man. Oh my god. <laughs> Todd. Todd. Is, is your computer out of RAM? <laughs> no more than three tabs it? open at any one time, Todd. Todd's laughing so hard. For, for for everybody who's only listening to this, Todd was laughing so hard his computer froze. I can't get it, damn it. No, no you I, I, watched Doc, I watched Dr. Jeff Rocky Mountain Pet, and the reason for it is because uh, one of John and my good college buddies is on that television show. And uh, Dr. Jeff Byer. Dr. Jeff Byer. All, all you had to he, say was Rocky Mountain Vet because of nepotism. That's all you had to say. I, I tell you about Dr. Jeff Byer. There was one time in my house in Lincoln in which we had a party, and we had a, a basement floor that was like a tile floor, in other words, like a concrete floor, and it was raining like hell. People were spilling beer all over the basement floor. And for some reason, I don't know who started it, uh, Somebody dove on the floor and slid, and we all started gunk sliding. We called it later, and we would dive on the floor, on the concrete floor, and land on the concrete floor and see how far we could slide. And uh, at one and at that party, two things happened. I looked at one of our starting linebackers and told him to get the fuck out of my way, otherwise I was going to land on his feet, and he moved. And secondly, I looked at Jeff Byer, who was covered in gunk all over him, and this girl was talking to him, and I looked at him and I said, you know, you're the only guy that I know that could take a bucket of shit and dump it all over your head, and women would still want to pick you up. And it was it was true about Dr. Jeff. There's his TV. That's why he's on TV, and I'm not. Because uh, Dr. Jeff is one of the most handsome men I think I've ever seen in my life, and he's but he's he's one of the most down to earth guys that you're going to find as well. He's just he's just a great guy. Now the uh, the the problem with the gunk sliding story is that the next day all of us who were gunk sliding woke up, and sobriety makes you realize that you just spent the night before diving on concrete, which is an incredibly really stupid thing to do, and your ribs hate you for it for days afterwards. I was an observer that night. Isaiah got a got a go to show that uh that that keeps you calm or or one that maybe you could recommend to your dad to to mellow him out a little bit. I don't think he's gonna like what I have to say. I usually just watch like really shitty TV to mellow me out. Like like I, I watched The Bachelorette this Tuesday. Truly some awful TV mills, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, that so, leaves it. Uh, that's uh, pretty much the damning comment that I've raised children without taste. <laughs> what do you mean? It's hilarious. <laughs> <coughs> All right, John. Uh, I don't normally watch TV that mills me out. Um, Maybe you should. You know, when you, you said try. that... You know, you, when the, you, when you said that, what what immediately sprung to my mind is something from many many years ago, probably in college. Uh, this woman who did yoga, and her name was Lilius, and I think her her show was called Lilius Yoga and You, and it was back when nobody knew what yoga was. But the thing about her is she had an incredibly calming voice, and she was a she was a an attractive woman. And uh, I could just sit there and listen to her voice. And the fact that I have to bring up something from like, I don't know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, to say that was the calming TV show I watched uh, pretty much means that I really don't do a very good job of watching calming TV. Well, there is Bob Ross. Yeah, he became more famous after he died, I think, didn't he? Yeah, off, after he went off air. I never, I never, I never watched Bob Ross. Isaiah, in, in the in the side of your picture there, did I see a keyboard? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Can you can you play us some like vaudevillian play play me off music? 
No. Okay. Cool. Yeah, at least I um, your your dad does brag about you you being musically inclined, so I do want you to know that he's proud of you. So he calls you his rotten son, but he is proud of you. So that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. When we are back next week for episode one hundred ninety nine, we're going to do our official Ohio State pregame episode. We haven't done one of these. In almost 11 months, so forgive us if we're out of practice. But as we go around the round table, Aquilo Roberts, Kevin Knight, Todd Wolverton, our very special guest, Rotten Son himself, Isaiah Johnston, and uh, our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. My name is Greg Mahochko. We thank you for listening, tuning in on whatever podcast platform you prefer or uh, right there on coordination.com. Well, we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red! Last question to Isaiah. When we're recording and your dad yells, go big red, sometimes at various volumes, can you hear that all throughout the house? Um, Today I didn't, okay. uh, but usually yes. Perfect. 